Welcome to the Joe Watt Podcast. I am Joe Vendramini from the University of Florida, Range Cattle Research and Education Center. And today, our guest is Mr. Michael Vieira uh, from A Legacy Genetics. Michael, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I was excited to hear uh, when you contacted me. I was uh, excited to update you on our project. Great. And, and Michael, could you please give us a little background about yourself and about the company? Sure. Um, I was uh, actually uh, born and raised mostly in Washington State. And uh, there I was, uh, we started off as a beef operation, a cow-calf and feedlot, that uh, pretty quickly when I was just young, we converted that to a, a dairy. And uh, we converted the feedlot over to a dairy. So a big part of my background is um, dairy. and um, from there, I, I milked cows on my own um, after an adult, but I also had a purebred um, uh, foundation stock uh, Angus herd, and I would sell purebred bulls. And uh, so I've done a little of that. And for a few years, even I had a custom meat shop where I marketed my own beef directly to the consumer. And um, so I had the beef herd, and then all the way to the final product uh, through the custom meat shop. And I did that for a few years and uh, moved on. My passion's always been in cattle itself. I, I prefer cattle better more than people typically. So, and, and Michael, how was the idea to create the A Legacy Genetics? Okay, that came out of um, here back a few years ago when we were still in Washington milking cows. We were dairy and we were actually a producer handler. So rather than shipping to a co-op, we had our own label and our own pasteurizer. We were processing our own milk and selling milk directly to the consumer. And um, it was just time to do something else. Um, I was working myself to death. And uh, and I'd always been intrigued by the tropics in the Latin American countries. And I got an interest then. Um, I took a trip to um, the Dominican Republic. And that's what really got me interested in the Latin American genetics and uh, heat-resistant genetics. And so when we planned on selling the dairy, I started uh, crossing some. I had a purebred Holstein herd, and I started crossing. Um, well, I flushed my top heifer, which was a shottle heifer, and shottle was the top bull at the time. And um, I flushed her to a gear bull and uh, produced some embryos that we were going to take with us. At one point, we were moving to uh, uh, the Dominican Republic. And so my plan was to make some embryos, freeze some embryos. And when I was there, I saw a real need for improved genetics and uh, saw what they were working with and started really researching it. And I, it just became a real passion of mine to try to improve the genetics in these tropical climates. And so out of that is where the beginning of uh, A Legacy started. And uh, so we ended up moving. We ended up not going as far south as we had planned. Um, we settled here in southeast Oklahoma, um, just kind of temporarily. Um, it's what worked out, and uh, we actually are now. Um, my my in, my main income is through I grow broiler chickens for Tyson Foods, and uh, but but we're transitioning that right now also. We've been here five years, and um, a legacy is growing good enough. We're confident about that, and we're ready to take the jump and commit full time. So we're actually going to move the herd and headquarters closer to Houston, where we think is provides more opportunity. So. And, and Michael, I think we start our relationship with the white Angus that was created by the University of Florida. 
And uh, can you please give us a little background on the white angus and where is the breed right now? And okay. The future for the breed? Sure. Yeah. And when the white angus came available from your owner research center in IFAS, it was a perfect fit for us because a legacy, the passion started out of the dairy side um, to provide genetics for the dairy side of things. But when it was founded since the beginning, our uh, mission statement has always been to be a world leader in alternative heat resistant genetics in beef and dairy cattle. And uh, we've kind of focused on profitability through minimal inputs and fertility and productivity. So when the, um, when the owner white Angus came about, when um, we learned about them, and that opportunity to, opportunity to purchase the herd came about. It was just a perfect fit into a legacy. And um, I, I mean, you know about the breed. The, uh, you guys have been working on it. The University of Florida owner has been working on it. It was a 30 or 40 year project that started as simply a heat resistant project and then kind of morphed into almost on accident into the heat resistant owner white Angus. And um, now, uh, since we've purchased the herd, um, where at the time the main focus from the university was on productivity and fertility and heat resistance. And we've tried to want, since we've purchased the herd, and even there working with you, um, we started to flush some cows and we were flushing some cows to some of the top most recognizable uh, black Angus bulls in the breed. And so now we have um, white, white calves um, out of some of the top black Angus bulls in the breed. So um, some of these calves are, they're all, all the, from the donors we use, the foundation cows, all these bulls are over three-quarter black Angus. And uh, we now have bulls, uh, white bulls sired by Rampage, Tour of Duty, um, Hot Iron. And those bulls will actually be going into service for us uh, collecting semen this summer. Um, up until this point, we've been collecting from three of the original owner bulls. And um, those bulls have done really well for us. Um, in fact, we just shipped one. We we're getting close to bringing the new bulls on. So we sent one just here. In fact, he just arrived today in his new home in Mexico. And he's going to go down there and uh, work in a herd, put his working clothes on. And uh, we're going to see what he can do down there for a herd. And um, so, we, so that just happened. So right now we've only got one bull of the original bulls left. And um, so we're going to be bringing our new sires on. And the neat thing about the breed is because it is primarily uh, genetically uh, black Angus, we're able to genomic test right along with the black Angus. Uh, so we we just got our genomic results back here recently on some of these young AI, some of these ET calves. And uh, we have some that are pretty impressive. Um, I've got a rampage daughter down there in the herd that she is actually... Um, across the board, she's in the top 25% of the Angus breed. And uh, so that's a real impressive. Um, and then we've got some outliers that are, you know, above average for growth, um, some that are above average for muscling. Typically what we're seeing with the genomics is that they, they're right up there on the maternal side. Um, the maternal side, they're right up there with breed average, um, you know, black Angus breed average. And um, now we're introducing some of that... Uh, some of the more valuable carcass sires and really chasing the carcass um, end of it, which, um, you know, the true advantage of them comes through in the heat resistance. You know, once, once you start, 
you know, we'll, we'll never be able to catch up because we're starting at the a point, say we're 15 years behind where Black Angus start. So it's hard to catch up when you're both going the same speed. Um, but genomics are important to us, but it's that heat resistance is where we're going to gain the advantage um, in some of these countries that just haven't been able to use black cattle before. And um, they still maintain their black hides and um, uh, black hooves, and our carcass data is right up there. We have lots that are just pretty much average with the breed. So most of our market right now, or 98% of our market is in Latin America. And we're breaking into new countries almost daily. Um, we're going, um, we've got, uh, we're working with uh, Colombia now, um, Bolivia, Costa Rica, Mexico. We just this week are very excited. We're really close to getting into Brazil. And um, that's going to be a huge market for us. And we're really excited to have that market. So, uh, yeah, things are really uh, exciting. And we're, we're in growth stage right now. Yeah, I, I believe that because of the promotion, and I I have I get a lot of questions primarily from Brazil asking sure. about the breed and how they can you know and most of them they want to buy animals, but I think that will not happen in the near future. But right, they will have the opportunity to have semen or embryos or something. Yes, there. I think if you and we understand that the bureaucracy over there goes a little stronger than our other countries yes it's a little more difficult to break but uh, there is a, a huge interest and uh, i get uh calls and emails very often yeah. about it so i th i think and to cross with those in the lower cows exactly it'll be it'll be a great match yeah that almost everything that we all the semen that we've been selling is going into boss indicus influenced cattle and um we're excited. We're only a few months away now from getting our first calves on the ground in Latin America. Um, here in about four months, um, we'll have a group of calves uh, due. And uh, one one project that I felt that was really interesting uh, that I saw, I think, on, on your website, it was this, um, they tried to make like a, a white brangus. Yes. Yeah. Use the white angles probably to get in a in a white brangus, and and that would be probably something very interesting. Yeah. Exactly. And there has been a lot of that um, discussion, and that's sparked a lot of interest. Um, and a lot of the semen is going in Brahmin cows, so we're going to have yes, white brangus uh, very soon. The first uh, semen, the first hundred, one of the first hundred units that we sold went into all Brahmin cows. Yeah. So those will be, you know, F one. White Brangus. Right. So. Yeah, that's exciting. And uh, we, we could be talking about the white angles and the things for the future for a long time. But I would like also to ask you some other projects that you have at the A-Legacy Genetics now. Sure. One of the, another exciting project that just uh, took off is also happens to be from the University of Florida. And working with um, the dairy, um, um, Dr. Pete Hansen, um, we were able to obtain um, marketing rights to the slick-haired bull, um, uh, slick gator, lone ranger is his name, and he's actually right now. Um, they released another bull that a competitive company got, a competitor, and uh, so we have this bull on the market now. And this bull happens to be nearly 100 points, over 100 points higher in net merit. He's the highest slick-haired um, Holstein bull on the market right now, and uh, from the University of Florida again. And that is an exciting project, especially with my dairy background. And um, 
the research that they've been doing with slick hair and uh i'm just real excited about that and the the, the milk market and we've had already we just released him this month um well this is february now january we released him and we've already had quite a bit of interest um the, as soon as we released them that day, I sold actually some semen the same day. Um, and that'll primarily be going into Latin America also. Um, um, along with that, I forget where I was headed with that. Yeah, you, you also have some projects also with the Girolando, right? Yes, yeah, we still, yeah, the Girolando project. Those embryos ended up coming with me, and they actually, we kept them frozen in the tank for a while, but I've got those, and we actually have produced, I, I'm working with a dairyman, one of the top um, red Holstein dairies, uh, I would consider him one of the top breeders in the U.S., um, Mark Yazel from Ohio, and uh, we've kind of partnered with him, and we use some of his donor cows with some of the top um, Brazilian imported year bulls. And so we've produced some F1 Girolandos, and I have heifers now that are bred, and then we have uh, two bulls that we've been collecting and selling semen in the same market. Um, we've are, we're already selling semen there, and uh, so so that's just another part. We have a legacy has got the dairy side and the beef side, which is pretty exciting for us. So yeah, we right now we offer red Girolandos. Um, the Ona White Angus and the Slick Holstein. So, and most of these products, as you said, they're going to the same market. So probably to the same locations in in Central America and South America. And yes, exactly. They're all going down there. Um, that's our primary market. That's our focus. I I was fortunate enough to um, hire a, um, a general a Latin American general manager, a sales manager. And uh, he's from Mexico, and he has been, we couldn't have done it without him. I mean, he's got the same passion that I do for it, and he works his tail off, um, and he promotes. Um, one of the things that we're most excited about and that keeps us going is our social media presence has been incredible. I mean, we have literally dwarfed the competitors that have been in the business for years and years. We have, we have 88,000 followers on Facebook, and these are followers that, I mean, they ask questions and they messaged me and they WhatsApp me and uh, they talked to my, um, my our Alejandro, um, our, our sales manager there, and we get emails daily and we're in contact with them and they comment on our posts and our videos. And uh, another exciting thing here recently is that we've actually had um, cattlemen, uh, dairymen coming to us wanting to market uh, for them. They think they have a bull that's maybe uh, because they haven't chased the genomic numbers so hard, but they think they have something unique and special. And those are opportunities we're looking at as well. Um, because a lot of these guys are, I mean, these are breeders that have been doing it for years and years and have an outstanding herd of cattle, but they just haven't chased those numbers quite as hard as what the market here demands mm -hmm. well what we're finding is the numbers that we've created here in the u.s those genomic numbers they're very important to us and we want to be on that cutting edge using every all the technology that's available but you have to use them differently for example the indexes i don't think will work from a u.s index into latin america where, where the heats 
You know, you can't take a Holstein, for example, and select for high genomic milk numbers and turn her loose down there on tropical pastures and expect her to do well. Um, the index is, has to be there. You, you know, I rather have, for me, it's okay to have a cow that genomic test possibly got a negative number for genomics on milk, but maybe she's in the top of her herd for actual production. She's working in her environment, and that's the kind of cow we're looking for, and those are kind of the things. And that goes back to our mission statement as we say what we want to provide is an alternative. You know, we want to be the world leader in alternative heat-resistant genetics. So we're not chasing the fads, and um, like I say, genomics are important to us. We want to use every opportunity we have for technology, but I think we're learning as we go, and we have to use those numbers differently than how they would be used here in the U.S. And uh, do you have any plans to, as you just did, you send some animals down to Mexico, and I think collecting those numbers there will probably be important as well, right? Very important. Um, one of the projects we have right now is um, in Colombia. We have a very large Colombia rancher who has um, control of his animals all the way from all the way from cow-calf operation to the packer. And he's going to be working with the university down there in um, Colombia. And we're going to try to turn that into a very large research project so we can actually collect data down there in the market that we're in. So yes, that's very important to us. Great. Um, we are getting close to the end of our conversation here, Mike. And I will ask you three quick questions. Okay. Just about personal preference. Um, and probably the first one will be very easy for you. So um, if you have to select two breeds of cattle, which which will be? Yeah, well, I've got to go with white Angus. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not difficult. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm a real Red Holstein fan okay. uh, here. Uh, but then you put that in a heat-resistant package and you have to add some gear, get some uh, gear influence in there. So, um, yeah, the, gear, the Red Girolando is, it, they're just a really unique, hardy breed. And that's kind of what, I like these minimal input type animals. That's, you know, I, I think that's the, the future, especially in Latin America. And, uh, and just as the, the, you know, things get tougher and tighter, I, I really appreciate these uh, animals that just go out and work for a living. Um, and you have been in different environments, going from Washington State, now in Oklahoma, and uh, some experience in Latin America. So if you have to select two forage species, two forages that you think. Well, <laughs> coming from up north, yeah. I'd have to go with the queen, and that'd be alfalfa. Right. <laughs> and down here, right, and where I'm at right here, about the only thing we get to choose is Bermuda. So, yeah, Bermuda and uh, maybe some of the improved varieties. Okay. But, um, but yeah. yes, here, here the staple is Bermuda. That's so. that quite diverse going from alfalfa yeah. to Bermuda. But I think it covers <laughs> the places that you have been. And let me, yeah. let me tell you, that was a hard transition going from one to the other. Yeah. That's I, a learning curve. Yeah. And, and Michael, when you are not working, what is your hobby? What do you like to do on the on your spare time? <laughs> or it's been a long time yeah. since I haven't ordered. But you know, one of the one thing that I just really enjoy, and it's just that 
and I haven't got to enjoy it since I came here because I, like I said, I'm a broiler grower for Tyson Foods, and uh, it's pigeons. I have a real fascination with pigeons, uh, especially, I used to fly competitively, and uh, I like to fly competitively, uh, roller pigeons. Okay. So, um, this is uh, end our, our conversation with Mr. Michael Vieira today. Michael, I'd like to thank you. Yeah, for, thank you. For participating in the podcast. And I am Joe Vendramini. Joe what? <laughs>